your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Monday. Start of another COVID 19 PM. 608 75 7914. Text, talk and text line. Ooh, a lot of text here from this morning for Hayes, which he probably didn't check out because he looks like he jetted a couple minutes early. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he saw him. I don't know how it works if I log in and if he sees them, they, they show up new or not. Um, but yeah, if you want to text the show, 608-785-7914. No Grant Bills today. He's got He's got more than one job. So he's double essential. He's like an essential worker here, and then he's an essential worker elsewhere. I'm not exactly sure where. Um, almost killed all my notes here, too. Speaking of essential workers and essential businesses, this kind of argument happening now around the country. Uh, some some protests, small protests going on in Wisconsin, in areas, other places. They're a little bit bigger. Other places, guns were involved. I think Michigan, there were guns involved. Not where there were shooting guns, but bringing guns to a protest. It's always kind of funny. We need to open up the state. I'm going to bring my AR-15 to show you. <laughs> like, is it a good idea? Like, if, hopefully, uh, like tensions mount there, and you have like a a gun, and you're just open carrying it. I don't know. It seems like a recipe for disaster. The idea that we just carry guns around is very odd to me. And others, others will argue the opposite. I'm sure that we need to be able to carry our guns around. Um, I talked to Logan track coach Joe Hackbarth just a little bit ago, and the WIA is going to meet tomorrow to determine whether or not spring sports are going to happen. I'm going to do all the phone stuff now. Grant's not in here. I got spoiled, man. I forgot how to run the board for a second. Just real quick, I was like, oh, what do I have to do? And then it all came back like riding a bike, but... I was like, oh, yeah, I got to turn this on. Oh, yeah, I got to put this intro in. Oh, yeah, I got to music this, music that. Um, but, yeah, WIA is going to meet tomorrow to determine whether or not spring sports are going to happen. And we all know the answer to that. And Joe kind of know the, knew the answer to that, too. But it was an interesting conversation that Dave Carney is going to play tomorrow morning at some point between 6 to 9 on Mornings with Dave and Scrady. So that, that should be interesting. If you guys want to hear um, Ron, it looks like Ron's calling in. Let me see if I remember how to do the phone thing. Hey, Ron, are you calling in? I am. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. What What do you got? Well, a question for you, Rick. Uh, it was up to you. When would you uh, open the things back up for people to go back to work? I, I think there's got to be a big discussion on what things. I, I heard the AP News, or not AP, uh, the news right before the show starts at, right at the top of the hour, talking about, I don't remember what state it was, but barbershops and this and that are going to open. That seems weird because people are very close together. <laughs> when you're cutting my hair, you're sometimes in my face. You're talking at my head sometimes, but maybe, you, you know, you would have a mask on. Um, I, and I, I, there's three stories on the Wisdom News website from all three states. There's an Iowa story, a Wisconsin story, and a Minnesota story about pork processing plants, two of them JBS pork processing plants. And then the Iowa governor had some interesting things to say about their pork processing plants 
and the fact that you know do and I, I posed this question on Facebook Live and I haven't even gotten it to you yet. But are pork processing plants essential businesses? Do we need to have those places open? Those seem like the most uh, the the most unsafe places to work right now. But but in terms of what we can open, I think state parks should be open. I don't know why we close those. I mean, as, as long as people are adhering to social distancing rules, you know, don't congregate with other people outside your household. Uh, restaurants, I don't, I don't, I, I, I think we gotta, we gotta pick and choose, and which would be confusing, right? Like that would be a, a very confusing thing for each and every business, right? What do you think, Ron? Well, it was up to me. I'd uh, open the back up this week for people to go back to work. We talked about barbershops. Yeah, you can have barbershops open as long as there's only one or two people in there. Same way as beauty salons. Unfortunately, uh, bars and restaurants, I think you're going to have to leave them closed for a while. Because after most people go, I know, meet up and stuff like that. Uh, down in uh, Illinois, I was hearing, you know, the... the, the Liquor stores are open, uh, marijuana's legal, those places are open, and people have been trying to get their kids to dance, and they have a problem with their kids' teeth, and they can't take them to uh, a dance, but yet they're allowed to go and have abortions. Now, how crazy is that? I think Mr. Comet, thanks. All right. Just threw that grenade. Look at Ron throwing an abortion grenade right at me. Ah, dentists, yeah, dentists should be reopened, and abortion. <laughs> See you later, Rick. Good luck. Have fun with that one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not looking up the uh, whether or not people are having abortions and whether or not those are essential businesses right now. I, it's not not research I'm doing every day since I'm not having abortions. Uh, but that, the, the idea that dentists need or should be open is is pretty cut and dry. Like dentists are in your mouth, which is how you get the disease. The 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 end goal here to open businesses aside from a vaccine, a cure treatment, like we could have any of those. I guess the beginning of the end goal here was that we, we have some accurate and plentiful testing, which we don't. And the government we will just say the government, whether you want to blame the state government or the federal government is, is at fault. So we should have, we should have testing for everything. Hey, you're going to go, you're going to go get a, Haircut, boom, tested. How long does the test take? If it takes a day, well, you get a haircut. Well, you don't get to go anywhere for a day then. I guess you get, there's a certain amount of trust factor there. Um, but yeah, the idea that if we had some kind of testing where and the testing only took so long, we're really asking our scientists. We're really asking a lot of our scientists, right? Like, hey, I, not only do we want testing, and we, we want it immediately. We want to be able to test it and it, like and immediately re- have the results. Boom, you have it. Boom, you don't. I mean, they're kind of doing that with temperature in certain, if you're going to go into like nursing homes and they take your temperature to make sure. I think they do that for the, the COVID meetings. They, I think you have to go through a questionnaire. Uh, Jen Rambalski, who will be on tomorrow. Maybe we could talk about this, but she'll be on tomorrow talking about the, you know, what, what, uh, Journalists have to do to go to these meetings. And now I think about it, these meetings might be completely um, virtual at this point. All right. Uh, a couple of you guys call. I'm going to get, I got to go, I got to go to break. So Jim, Joe, you're going to have to hold for, for a couple minutes here. I got to go to news. We'll be back after this. I'm with All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk PM. If you want to get in here, 
608-785-7914. The, the talk and text line. Let me end Pearl Jam Alive. I ironically like to play Pearl Jam Alive. Uh, we go to the phones. Let's see. Uh, Jim was wait. Jim's been waiting. Jim, go ahead. You're on the air. All right. Let me take you off the speaker. <laughs> okay. Um, first, yeah. First of all, how do you guys know my name? I never said my name. Is this a technology that the general public don't have access to? Or yes, I, I, okay. I I've memorized yeah, I've memorized your number, Jim. No, I'm like really. I'm like I Rain Man. A long time. I, I'm like Rain Man. I, I I just remember names and numbers. Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I haven't called like a long time. But well, we miss you. I'm, gl- I'm glad you called. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, as far as phone calls and phone numbers go, I, I'd like to have that technology because I get harassing phone uh, calls from people that I don't know who they are. I had to go all the way to the feds to tell them to uh, you know, check into these people, but that's not the reason I called. I just, when you guys uh, said you knew my name, I was like, oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> anyway, the reason I called... Was I just, uh, I live in a smaller town here near La Crosse, and uh, just had a, I wanted to share a little experience my wife, my daughter, and I had last night uh, outside playing basketball. And uh, we had, it was starting to get dusk a little bit, and we'd just been um, something to do to get out and get some exercise, which is great for us. And uh, we had a police cruiser pull up on the side of the street, and it's just sat there watching us for quite a long time and and I thought at what point are they going to determine that we're not a threat to the general public and uh, it wasn't until we were done and packed up and left they, they moved on but it's kind of a little you know I, I'm real friendly with the police maybe, they, maybe this particular officer I don't know who it was but most of them know me and we're friends and everything and it's like just is this just a little taste of what it would be like to live in a police state? Were you were you playing no. basketball yeah. in your driveway? No, you're at the park. No, we're in a parking lot. Oh, a basketball hoop, a public parking lot that had basketball hoop. Oh, okay. Oh, just I was just trying yeah. to paint the picture a little bit. Okay, well that right. Sure. Um. So you so, so you think the the police were just there to watch you, or maybe he was he maybe that's where he sits and kind of overlooks everything. This has never happened before, and it was just it, out of a way place for them to be sitting. It's, it's yeah, it was they were definitely watched because when we left, they finally just then they moved on. But it's like, how long does it take to determine that we're not a threat to the general public? You know, we're just out here getting some exercise. My wife and my daughter and I who live together. I don't and, know. Uh, maybe it was a good like, wow. maybe, Jim. Maybe it was a good game, and he wanted to check it out. There's no, <laughs> no sports. Way. There's no sports right now. It's he was two probably against one man. It's like, oh, you're beating up the old man. Yeah, come on, give me a break. I feel like there's no sports right now. The guy was off duty. He was driving home. He saw a game going on. He's like, you know what? I'm going to watch this game right. for a while. See how it's going. Right. He wasn't close enough to see exactly how it was going because the basket was facing us away from them, so he wasn't really sure. I'm sure they didn't know who was making the baskets and who weren't, but I don't know. I just, I just thought it was just, you know, wow, you know, my own hometown. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Jim. Yep. Okay. Right. See ya. All right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe if if there's a, obviously if a wife, a daughter, and a and a husband are playing basketball, maybe the police were waiting for a couple more people to show up.
I don't know how long he was out there, or maybe he was star for sports, or he, that's where the cop was sitting. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if you need to feel like you're in a police state because the police car parked on the parked apparently not close enough to actually watch the game, but close enough to bother you. So, uh, all right, Joe. Joe's been waiting for a couple minutes. Hey, Joe, thanks for waiting. You're on the air. I think that's what I tell Jane too. Is that you know the cops are kind of bored now too, so maybe while he's doing some laptop work, he was probably getting a little entertainment too. Yeah, if he couldn't see uh, who was making the baskets, I don't know how you could see who he was watching. Well, so. maybe that was on purpose too, so that he didn't appear to be intimidating, you know, intruding on their game, but still wanted to be around some actual live people while he worked on his laptop. So that's what I would say there. But as far as the testing goes, I don't know why everybody's putting such a big emphasis on that. All that means, just like uh, Dr. Fauci said, was you're either negative or positive right now. Doesn't mean two minutes from now. It doesn't mean two hours from now. Yeah, but so, if you, but I, but I'm saying if we had this magical technology that the test would be positive or negative in ten minutes, you could go, you could go anywhere you wanted, really. You could go anywhere you wanted, but we could open businesses, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so you want a five minute test? That well, I'm saying in some magical world where the the test is, you know. A accurate and B almost immediate. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. Hey, that would be that would be a one way to open up the economy. I'm living in a in a you know a, a alternate reality. Obviously. Well, I think if we just ramp up protections at nursing homes and just have no visits to the vulnerable population, we should be able to open up business under like how we do it at ours is we're essential. So. If we're talking amongst one another, you know, at a six-foot distance, we'll wear masks so we're not spreading slobber and spit. Uh, We wipe down constantly all surfaces throughout the day. And it's like, well, maybe we should be doing this every year regardless to keep, uh, you know, flu and everything else down. We should be practicing these anyway during flu season, these steps. But I think we could open the economy up, you know, if people wear masks when they're talking in close distances and, frequently wipe and sanitize surfaces. I, I think that we'll, we'll see numbers as low as what we have now, but get the economy going. The, the idea, though, so part of the problem here, like I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm looking at like the, 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 uh, the Onalaska area, Kohl's, Kohl's and TJ Maxx, let's say, their clothing stores, they're closed right now. Uh, you want to go and shop there, but you let's, like somebody that has the virus touches something, that ends up, you know, like a, a piece of clothes, because because the thing, the virus lives on materials for days. So you could wash it before you wear it, like everybody else does when they buy something at a store. Yeah, well, you could, but I'm saying as soon as I pick that shirt up to try on, or to, you know, maybe you don't. Can you wash it before you try it on, or you know, whether well, whether you it's a wear, box or wear a shirt over over yourself <laughs> before you try that on, or that you know, if we're worried that whatever contamination might possibly be on a piece of cloth that yeah. someone might possibly, you know, we're not touching every piece of clothing that we go into on a store and neither is any sick person. So, I mean, I think the odds are very low there and everybody, you know, recommend that everyone wears gloves and masks while shopping. Right. But are so the odds cut low? That down even further. Are the odds low? Like if somebody goes in there and they've, they've got the virus and then they touch something that somebody else then touches and, 
I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I mean, we're doing well, the same not, thing. Try at, not to put things in your mouth, Rick, while you're shopping that the store owns, and I think you're well, going to be I mean, okay. I mean, we're doing the same thing at Walmart's here anyway. Walmart's are essentially clothing stores. So if Walmart can be open because and have its clothing aisles open to the public, then you know maybe all the other stores should be able to too. I think if everybody relies on what their parents thought them, you know, learn how to act when you're out in public, I think everybody's going to be fine. Keep your fingers out of your eyes, your nose, and your mouth, and wash things before you use them for personal use. And we can open back up. Okay. All right, man. Thanks for the call. You bet. Thank you, Rick. All right. That was Joe. I think Bob. Bob's now calling. All right, Bob, you're on the air. Lacrosse PM. Go ahead. Hey, Rick. Yeah, um, you're talking about opening it up, the economy. I don't. Know, I I I I just for some reason can't understand yet why Governor Evers um, has that safe at home order through Memorial Day, I and mean, that's almost six weeks. Um, it just, just like in Lacrosse County. Now I just heard a while ago that well, we haven't had one death yet. We haven't. We we really haven't had that many um, um, people with the uh, uh, China virus. Uh, I don't know. I mean, why can't you just go county by county? Why can't Lacrosse County open up? I mean, you have to, you know, you have to use your head, you know, the safety procedures, six feet apart. Uh, maybe you even have to wear a mask. Uh, I mean, we don't have any, we, have, we don't have hardly any um, COVID-19 patients. Where do we, where do we get, is, where are we getting masks? Um, I don't know where you're going to get, get If I, if I, I if I don't have a mask, do I not get to go out? Uh, no, you go to Walmart. I go to Menards. Three fourths of the people in both those places don't aren't wearing a mask. No, but I'm saying I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this safely, you're gonna maintain social distancing. Everyone wears a mask. If we're gonna open it all up, then maybe we make masks mandatory. But how do we get masks? Um. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's the governor. That governor is supposed to do that. Oh, okay. I mean, that's his responsibility. All right. I mean, they're making masks. They're making millions and millions of masks all the time. Are they? Um. Yeah, they are. I mean, the, the Minnesota governor just put out a like a PSA on how to make masks because there's a giant shortage of them. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that go county by county, across county, we don't have. We hardly have right. any COVID nineteen. I, I understand that, and I'm and I'm saying if we're going to open it up, then we got to do this safely. So we want the government to give everyone masks. I think that should be up to the person himself whether or not he he wears a mask. Okay, well yeah. then that person is putting everyone else at risk by not wearing a mask, Bob. I not mean, if he doesn't have the not if he doesn't have the virus. Okay, then you, don't, then you don't come out. If, you don't come out if you have the virus. You stay. You're supposed to stay at home. If you if you I have mean, the the virus, it can be you can be asymptomatic with the virus for days. You can have the virus well, for days I, without showing any symptoms. What I'm okay. What I'm trying to say is this: if we keep our economy shut down because of the virus, the virus is going to win. We won't have an economy left. Or we'll go into, into a, a terrible depression. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. that's what President Trump says. We can't let the virus. I mean, we, we, we can't let the virus beat us. And if we keep shut down, look at the dairy farmers in Wisconsin. They have to dump, they're dumping their milk. They aren't going to make it. 
if we don't open our economy up. There's no demand like for that. There's no demand for milk. All right. Thanks for the call, Bob. Thanks. I got to hit news here. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, I think the dairy farms probably have a whole other problem along with the fact that not as many people are drinking milk because of the virus, but I think the, the, the dairy the dairy problem is is a little bit beyond the virus as well. But we can get into that. We can get into the fact that our pork processing plants essential businesses too, if you want, because there's all kinds of news on that right now. Go to wisdomnews.com or the Wisdom Facebook page. There's like three stories right in a row, uh, kind of all dealing with the the pork plants in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Iowa's is the most interesting. We'll get in, into that after Scott's comment in the news. After this, I'm Wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. If you want to get in here, you can call 608-785-7914. You can also text that same number, 608-785-7914, the talking text line. Talking about opening up, I guess, the Cross County. As Bob hinted, we should only, if we go county by county, we can open up in in that regard. If if Vernon County wanted, they, Vernon County doesn't have any cases. They want to open up their businesses, they can and then I guess maybe don't let people that live out of the county go to those non-essential businesses. Um, Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I uh, read there, heard on the news today that uh, nationally Walmart is requiring their uh, employees to uh, or associates to wear masks. Yep. I said they want to... Uh, or, uh, Walmart in the Richmond Center, he says, they were wearing them, either they were manufactured or homemade, but they were required to wear them. Now, I think that is important to do it. And I, to be honest with you, I'm scared to death of this stuff. And I think opening too early would ter- could possibly turn into an absolute catastrophe because people who have it don't know they have it. Then all of a sudden they come overwhelmed by it. Um, it has to be a measured approach. Definitely does, because it's deadly. It'll kill you. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, Walmart and Sam's Club, I think today, that started today, they're requiring employees to wear masks. You feel a little bit safer in there. Are you to the point now where if you go to one of those stores and you're not wearing a mask, you feel guilty because everyone else or seemingly everyone else has has a mask on? And it is funny, right, that stores like Walmart, you know, they obviously they have the grocery area and there's other essential things in there. Menards is open. Menards kind of has groceries. But stores like Kohl's aren't open to the public. But are they that much different than, than the, those other stores? Uh, Iowa, Iowa governor had some interesting things to say today about, about keeping their meatpacking plants open. Uh, calling them essential businesses. Are meatpacking plants essential? If we didn't have meatpacking plants, and essentially then maybe the meat section at your grocery store was empty, would we starve? Are are these the, the way the way things are going right now at these meatpacking plants? Because the workers are right on top of each other. They're 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 spreading the virus to themselves, to their coworkers, and then to their families and. Hopefully that's where it ends. Though Iowa doesn't have a stay-at-home order. Minnesota and Wisconsin do. So Iowa's keeping these meatpacking plants 
open. It's such a weird way to talk about meat packing plant. Um, I think uh, the JBS plant on the other side of Minnesota, Worthington, it's kind of like straight across the state from where we're at. They had, I think, 26 employees. I got a lot of notes here. So, yeah, 26 employees and their relatives. So, workers and five relatives. So, 26 JBS. Okay, 31 people affiliated with the JBS meat processing plant, a hog plant in Worthington, all got the virus. It's just like that. And that's how it happens. And so they close the plant. They they have 2,000 people working there. They slaughter 20,000 hogs a day, which is just kind of weird to think about when you start thinking about meat processing plants. And But in in terms of the the Iowa situation, the the governor there says, you know, if if we stop supplying meat, then the price of meat's going to skyrocket. The hogs that are supplying to these plants are going to have to be euthanized because apparently we can't just keep the hogs alive. There's too many hogs. Instead of just waiting it out with the hogs, like the hogs can wait it out with us, can't they? Can't they just wait it out? Can we just continue to feed them and let them get bigger? Or, or is there a point where we need to, to kill the hogs because that's that's when they're most scrumptious? I don't know. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Oh, number three is going to have some insight on this, I suppose. Hey, number three, you're on the air. It's all coming true, what I told you two, three weeks yeah, ago, you, ain't it? Yeah, you predicted this weeks ago. And you, well, I tell you what, you take all the poultry, beef and pork out of the meat department, there's nothing left. Right, but can we live without that? Well, I suppose people could live without, vegetarians live without it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's right? what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is Iowa says we need to keep them open. We're going to let the the virus spread. These plants have to stay open. These workers are just going to get the virus. Well, I don't know if they're going to run new workers in there. It's going to be like I don't think they're going to get new workers that want to go in there. Right? Now. It doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't she close the plants? We got to keep the meat. Well, good the coming. thing is, Rick, they're not only talking that, but like I was trying to tell you, all this stuff is back up months and months from now you can't upset the apple cart you got to process it or kill it so what do they want to do well i think who who was i talking about talking to last week and i said we just need to have uh, a hog adoptions going on right everyone just adopt a hog yeah well do we really lacrosse won't let you have pigs anyway the thing is you know it's it's all got to be processed either you got to process it you got to slow your lines down, which you don't make money. Everybody's in business to make money. You want to get production as much as you can, keep it running at least 90%. You go below that, you don't show a profit for your company, or you uh, get rid of the product you're going to kill. In other words, get rid of what, the pigs, the chickens, or the beef. Or the humans. You got to gas them or something. You can't keep feeding them. Yeah, well, I I don't know. Can we can we just like feed them a little less and just let them live for a couple weeks more? I mean, what's a couple of what's a couple months? Well, then they get overweight, and then nobody wants the product. Oh, really? Is that it's, that's what I was getting at? If they you, get too... you want you want pork loins like seventeen to twenty pounds, you don't want them up over that. There's no market for stuff like that. You don't want an eight pound chicken. You want a three and a half pound chicken. So what happens when it turns into an eight-pound chicken? Is it just really tough meat or something? 
well, it's older, and then it goes into be a roaster or something like that. And people in the summertime don't want to buy a roasting chicken. Yeah. It's a, it's a very complicated thing. What if we're really desperate for meat, though, in two months because all the plants closed and the only thing we do get is roasts? Then I bet it'd be pretty popular. Yeah, I suppose it would be. You can only put so much in storage, too. There's yeah. only so much storage in the United States. Well, you know. I don't know. There seems to be a lot of like land out there. I think we just put some fences up and let these animals run around for a couple of months and enjoy summer. That's when they really get sick is when they run around and out in the wild. Then they really do get sick. Then the poultry gets sick. you got to keep them confined. Oh, they can't be outside either? I, I told you. What are they going to get sick from if they're just running around outside? Environment. That's why you don't see turkeys out on range anymore. You don't see chickens out on range anymore. Beef you do. Feeder lots. In the big, it was the big boys. Okay, but but you see, the thing is, uh, it gets more. You get complicated. You just can't stop production. You got to keep it going, and the country could run out. I mean, of of certain kinds of meat or poultry, you know. Yeah, the institution business has come to about a complete standstill, where a lot of that stuff goes. Yeah, that may okay. I get it. But, you know, like I said, when people work that close together, this is what we got to get in our minds. When you get people standing shoulder to shoulder, 100 people or whatever it is, right across the line, it's the same people standing shoulder to shoulder. They get the virus. They pass it on. One thing about lacrosse is I think people have uh, taken and warning what the government has told us to do. That's why we are better off than a lot of different parts of the country are. Mm-hmm. We're following the rules a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, Nathan texted in. And he goes, as a farmer, and the thing that farmers are going to have to do is kill the youth, uh, euthanize the baby animals, so down the road you're going to see a huge change. Well, yeah, same way with the, with the poultry industry. You, you uh, kill, uh, get rid of the hatching, the eggs, the eggs that are going into the incubators mm-hmm. or uh, broilers. Get, uh, don't put them in the hatching machines or the bro- uh, in a hatchery. Get rid of the eggs. Sure. That'll stop the production of the chickens seven weeks down the road from now. Sure. All right. Everything's down a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe, thanks for the call, I think maybe everyone's going to start listening to 20,000 pigs killed a day, and and uh, they have to euthanize them because they can't slaughter them now, and they can't just live. <laughs> maybe we should all become vegetarians. It's time to start becoming vegetarians. We wouldn't have this problem anymore. Uh, Rug from Treplo is calling in. Rug, go ahead, man. That uh, number three, that old Norwegian, he knows a lot of stuff about poultry and uh, farm stuff, but I'm not real worried myself. I've got a freezer freezer full of uh, venison and goose breast and snow goose and and, uh, other ducks and stuff like that, but... I eat my cheese and I drink my milk and I go to work and build a sewer plant down in Wakan. I just stay uh, as far as away as I can and keep on keeping on. That's all I can do. Yeah, I suppose not a lot of people want to affiliate you right after you're building a sewer plant either, right? <laughs> well, right, you know, but I guess it's essential work because they want clean water down here in Wakan. They just don't want to be pumping dirty poo water out in the creek either, you know. But, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I was just making fun. It sounds like you're gonna you once we uh, open things up. I don't know up. where Bob thinks we can buy all these masks because you know there are times that 
our job where we use those masks and we can't get them at Menards or Walmart. We just can't go buy them. And, you know, it's not like there's, I don't think there's a million of them somewhere. I don't know, unless Bob's got them all, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. I don't know. Thanks for the call, Trump. Uh, Rug. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of Facebook groups. You'll see every Lacrosse County Health Department, Minnesota's the, the governor, the Minnesota Health Department, Wisconsin Health Department. They're all they're all posting stuff about how to make masks, where to donate masks. If you're making masks, please donate masks. We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough of any of this stuff. It's been how many months? Don't you think we could have ramped up production at some of these companies that are that are probably closed or just not doing any business because they're not selling anything else? Don't you think we could have ramped some of that stuff up over the last couple of months to uh, you know, keep the supply chain going in terms of personal protective gear, at least. All right, we're going to take it another quick break. I see a couple of you guys waiting. I'll get to you when we come back. I'm with it. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. A couple of minutes left, a couple of people on the phone, a bunch of text to read, too. So let me get to uh, Kevin. Was Kevin was texted in. City's a farmer. If we're not getting paid, we can't afford to feed the animals. And he said, personally, I hope and pray something happens essentially because we do not want to neglect our animals, man. I bet, I bet the farmers out there that, uh, that are in a, a situation where they can't care for their animals anymore. Get some, get some social media, GoFundMe, food drives for the animals pages. I bet, I bet Well, they have food drive Fridays, man. If you had like food drive Mondays for animals, I can only imagine. I don't know how that would work. Cause I don't really know what people would, would or could do to, Buy stuff to feed your animals. Essentially, I think you would just need to get cash, right? Uh, a couple other texts coming in. Uh, Candace says, just think the results in that meat plant could have been the results of train when they had one employee test positive. They, they shut that one plant down in Lacrosse, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago because uh, one employee had tested positive. One of the 26 that have tested positive maybe in Lacrosse County. Um, actually, I don't know if that person lived in Lacrosse County. Sparky said, Menards requires gloves and masks now for employees. We were talking about Walmart and Sam's Club doing that. Nathan says, uh, do you really want someone breathing on your food that has COVID-19? If they're in these meat processing plants, right, shoulder to shoulder, like number three said, uh, he said he continues, like any business, farmers have inputs for livestock. So when you start destroying your production or reducing production, you also reduce your income sustainability. All right. So let's go back. I think Joe's back here. Joe, you got a couple minutes here. What you got? So I think, you know, it's not as bad as number three says you just get people used to eating different cuts of meat, you know, and I'd say, well, that's first world problems, but really all over the world, uh, cuts of meat are, are pretty, uh, people are pretty passionate about that. But what I would say is I think this is the danger of allowing uh, companies, especially China, uh, who own Smithfield Pork, to monopolize all of our uh, food industry. So it used to be that you'd have small town farms and they would take their meat to the nearest butcher and the butcher would butcher it and people in town would get fresh meat. Well, now it's all based on hiring a bunch of illegal workers to come across the border to pay them as cheap as possible, slave labor, stick them as close together as possible and pump out as much meat as possible. So it's it's no longer, you know, like everybody kind of supports their own little cities and towns with meat. It's China owns our biggest pork producer. They can't pay a living wage to anybody to do it because, you know, they want all the profit. So Mexicans come up illegally. 
no protections, everybody's sick, and then we all complain. This so, is our fault for letting people like Ron Kind relax so, all of the monopoly rules and ruin all of our uh, agricultural industry. So are the companies for the here or the companies years. in China? Because the companies are definitely here that are doing this. So you're, so you're saying they're, they're breaking... Pork, which is our largest producer. The largest producer of pork in the United States is owned not by a comp- not by somebody, an entity in the United States. It's owned by China. All right. So you're you're probably one of them oh, guys my- that's not big on Foxconn being in Wisconsin either. I can't find anybody that is. Or what has Foxconn done since they promised what they were going to do? I mean, we were going to give them millions and millions of gallons of water out of our lake every year, and they couldn't even get a good – they couldn't even hold them over the barrel a little bit. Yeah, they totally took advantage of us. Okay, we're what going I'm down. We're going down too many rabbit holes. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> so I just, I just threw that out there because I, I, I kind of want to know where everyone's coming from on on certain topics. But, um, I think okay, Eric, one more time, Eric, we'll do it. Go ahead, Eric. Okay, first of all, Foxconn is from Taiwan, not China. Okay, Taiwan hates China. They mutual hatred. Number number two, foreign company. Um. No, no, number two, please let me say this. Okay, sorry. 20 seconds. I really miss the Saturday morning lacrosse. Okay, so, yep, we don't do, we're social distancing. We're not doing that show in the morning. Uh, Tim, I can't get to you. We're running out of time. Sorry. That's all the time I got. All right, we're going to do We're gonna do this tomorrow. We'll talk with Jen Rabalski with the Lacrosse County Health Department. So if you have questions for Jen Rabalski in terms of COVID-19, no new cases in... 10 days now in lacrosse, and uh, I think four in the last 15 days, if I'm keeping track right. So we'll talk with her tomorrow. See you guys.